Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How about that tea, baby? Oh, my God. Back to back. <laughs> Back to back like a lethal weapon poster, man, to quote oh, Drake. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe it. it. Over. We thought it was over on Christmas. How fucking dumb are we? Sorry, earmuffs, kids. This is absurd. Penalties, holds, referees being atrocious. Doesn't matter. Drops dudes are, have cinder blocks on their hands just waiting to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. It's Mahomes. Why would you ever doubt Kansas City? Andy Reid, Kelsey, Chris Jones, and oh yeah, the new guys waiting in the wings. Trent McDuffie and Rasheed Rice. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Look, again, first off, it's a dynasty now. All this is is thrown away. Officially. I've had one beer today. I just cracked this one. I'm not drunk. I'm drunk on happiness. This is amazing. I this is so satisfying. Everyone said it's over. Everyone said it was over. What including including us at times. But I, I think a common refrain was that if anybody could figure this out, a team like this with all these difficulties on planet Earth, it was number 15. And even tonight. It's tempting to get panicky, but then again, in the Super Bowl, when we get down by 10 points, part of you says we got them right where we want them, right? Dude, all the haters. All the haters. Man, they are they are <laughs> going to have a rough, rough night. Chiefs, being a Chiefs hater is, is one of the dumbest things you can do with your life. Don't you, do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. You, you know what's great? Ever since the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, they've yet to lose a Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr., I'm sorry. It was nice meeting you at uh, Radio Row. Very nice person. I'm happy for you. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. All those guys that wanted to go somewhere else, grass is greener. Is Joe Burrow the next best quarterback? Is Josh Allen Lamar Jackson? It doesn't matter. Come on. We know what's going to happen. The second the Chiefs went into overtime, you you check your account. Check everyone. Denver fans, Raiders fans, 49ers fans. They all knew it was over. You know, you kind of feel bad for the 49ers because it's the full-on Michael Jordification of the league. We're now seeing that there are going to be a lot of great teams, a lot of great coaches like Kyle Shanahan, a lot of great quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, like Josh Allen, that just are never going to get their chance to shine because the shadow of one Patrick Mahomes is as enormous as anything we've ever seen in the sport. Nobody has ever done what he's done this quickly, period. Oh, my God. What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Patrick Allen, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> we, we we can't stay long because you know we're uh, we got to get into the press conference. But uh, Patrick Allen here with our special Olympics correspondent Malcolm Harris Gowdy. Uh, I wanted to bring him in real quick to say hi to you guys. 
Uh, Malcolm, you predicted this was going to go this way, right? Yes, I did, and I was absolutely right. Malcolm was absolutely right. He had uh, Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP and the Chiefs winning by three. Yep. Um, I want to give you guys a quick, see if you can see, that's the stadium back there. Uh, and yeah, we're going to we're gonna head into the uh, press conference, but how you how you boys feeling? Uh, we're fighting. When you know what? On no. top of the world, how can you feel better than this? I mean, <laughs> back to back. I never thought it would be us. You know, never ever in the history of my life, never thought this could be us, but it is. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, I was shaking like a leaf in there. Couldn't cheer. Uh, I'm, I probably took about five years off my life, but um, we did it. Yeah. Hey, listen, fellas, there's helicopters. The, the, te the team buses are right over here, so it's super loud. We're going to let you get on with the celebration, but we wanted to make an appearance. Uh, I just want to say to all the Arrowhead Addict fans, you guys have been amazing all year long. Thank you so much for your support. We hit 50,000 subscribers today on the day of the Super Bowl. We love you all. Keep the faith. I'll see you, I'll see you next week uh, to celebrate hey, some hey, more. Love you guys. How, how quickly can you get back to the hotel? Because we need you to jump in the pool. It, it's it's going to take a long time. You guys will be long off the air, but we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll do it tonight. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll tape delay. It's a it's a tradition. We'll figure it out. Love you guys. Love take you care. Guys. Cheers. Take care. See you, boys. Uh, I was actually there where they're staying. It, those pools aren't filled right now, pal. <laughs> He's jumping into concrete. Uh, but after that win, jump into concrete. Corn dog 2.0. Of course, there was corn dog. Of course. The play to win the Super Bowl was Corn Dog. Of course, it was McCall Hardman. The <laughs> the return of McCall Hardman. Of course, of course, it was Mike Pinnell having a phenomenal playoff run. Mike Pinnell was the underrated king in this game. That dude was phenomenal. Of course, it was Trent McDuffie on the practice oh, two days ago for Mike Pinnell. Ah. Uh. Of course, FAU in his first real action, what happened? FAU with a huge play. This was a team effort. Of course, Creed Humphrey, unlike Creed, can, can the snaps get higher? Didn't matter. <laughs> Mahomes got it done. Um, Noah Gray, fine outing from Noah Gray. I thought Leo Chanel was awesome tonight. He played his ass off. I believe he tipped that extra point that allowed the Chiefs to go to overtime, right? <sighs> McDuffie. I mean, I mean, what what more can we say about McDuffie? Uh, wow. Most of the Chiefs played played well. I, th I thought that uh, the offensive line had some bad moments. I thought the safeties were getting picked on a little bit. I thought we were a little soft against the run at times. But, I mean, most of these guys brought it, and, and pretty much everybody on the team brought it late. You know, they were playing really clean football, not making any mistakes. It was great to see Jarek McKinnon have a pivotal play against his former team. This guy had a core surgery five weeks ago. He had a fractured pelvis. Think about how hard he rehabbed to play his former team. But I guess he told James Palmer today that he had a bad taste in his mouth when he left San Francisco, and he was not going to miss this game for the world. And, you know, having him might have made the difference. He had a, uh, a couple of huge plays. This game... This game, which, by the way, shout out to John Elway for having to deliver the Lombardi to Kansas City. That was Oof. just absolutely perfect. John Elway, the paint. 
the fake smile on his face. Just, oh, I got to give this to Kansas City, huh? While the Broncos have been an absolute and utter dumpster fire. Yeah, that's great. Um, that was the pain wonderful. of my childhood. Just wonderful. Disintegrates. But, but this was the epitome of the Chiefs this season. This mm-hmm. was the Chiefs. The entire year all wrapped into one game. The difference was was they came out ahead. It was ugly. It wasn't pretty. At times, the offensive line looked atrocious. At times, a run game. At times, Andy Reid, you're sitting there going, what the hell are you doing, Andy? Did you go that to Fremont Street? Did you go to Fremont Street? Out. And mm. grab one of those frozen concoction cocktails while the fake Andy Reid took over the play calling duties. Like mm-hmm. I was befuddled. And then all of a sudden game on the line. Oh yeah, we have 15. Oh yeah. The defense will come up with a big stop. CJ 95. Again, that does not show up in the box score. What CJ 95 did that final play saved four points. He did that multiple times this game. That is why you don't always look at sex. Look at the full picture here. Chris Jones was a game wrecker, game on the line. He stepped up. Butker kicking a 57-yard field goal, a 29-yarder to go into overtime. I get it. It's 29 yards. You know how many nerves are on the line? You know how many dudes have missed 29-yarders and shorter with that kind of situation happening? Not Harrison Butker. He is clutch. He is nails. So this is what I'm sitting here going. He's unjinxable. It was a team performance. Everyone, everyone found a way to fight and to claw and get it done. The epitome of the Kansas City Chiefs. What a night for McCole Hardman. He has had a rough season, both with the Chiefs and with the Jets. And at times we wondered if he was, if he was cooked, you know, if he had anything left in the tank. He makes that spectacular long grab. We've been waiting on that all year. I mean, hell, we've been waiting on that play pretty much McColl's whole tenure in Kansas City. And then for him to win the game, uh, that had to have felt great. He did, I mean, you know, he's he's had some ups and downs. I mean, let's be honest, but, you know, redemption in the end for number 17 turned at number 12. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How much do you think Brett Veach is just kicking back, going, earmuffs, kids? I fucking told you. I fucking told you. Like, Brevy's going, guys, don't panic. We got this. I, I know what I'm doing. I drafted all these defensive players. I, I, I brought in all these guys. Yeah, Tyreek's gone. Yeah, we don't have a wide receiver. We'll find a way. Trust me on this one, guys. He did it again. I mean, Brett Veach did it again in a rebuilding year last year, won a championship. This year was a down year. What happened? They won a championship. Stop downing Brett Veach until the season's over. Okay, I get it. It looked gloomy on Christmas Day. Stop, stop. I'm done. I'm done. Until he loses a Super Bowl and the season's over. 
<laughs> you can't criticize him. All he does is create teams with depth, with talent, and finds ways as, or finds ways to utilize them. He found a way to get all these draft class in. Rasheed Rice, Wani Moore's big impact. Jamari Connor, big impact. All these guys found a way. FAU in this particular game last year, Josh Williams, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco. Like, it does not matter. <laughs> he finds ways. He does not miss. Yeah, Brett Veach's first decision might be the greatest decision in the history of NFL front offices. Making the move, just the determination, like I am getting Patrick Mahomes, hell or high water. It's the same kind of fortitude that Clark Hunt had when he went to uh, Philadelphia and was not going to let Andy Reid not be the Chiefs coach. So those two decisions along with John Dorsey deserves some credit here because he drafted Chris Jones. He drafted Travis Kelsey, right? So I think the Chiefs just organizationally have been doing more things right than any other team in the league for about 10 years now. And it's paying dividends like we've never seen before. I mean, maybe with the, we're now one of the four greatest dynasties, four or five greatest dynasties of all time. You put us with the 80s Niners. You put us, I mean, pardon my French, but fuck the 90s Cowboys. We've already passed them. Uh, Troy. Oh, Troy. Sorry, Troy. Remember what he said, you know, like, what? call me when he has as many championships as I have. Well, that happened pretty fast, bud. Uh, And then, you know. Call me when he has 33%. Thank you, Tone B. Tone B with a super chat. She says, the Troy Aikman meme talking about Mahomes rings hits different. Yeah, Josh Briscoe put put out a while ago, if you know Josh Briscoe here in Kansas City, put out a tweet basically saying the stats Mahomes has done in the limited amount of action compared to Troy Aikman. And Aikman goes, let me know when he has 33% of of, of my rings. Well, Troy, he's got 100%, pal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean... The old school Steelers. Uh, I mean, the only team they're really chasing at this point are the Patriots, right? And I think they have an opportunity because when the Patriots got to this point, and we need to enjoy tonight, but you heard Patrick, you heard Kelsey, they're not done. They are not done. This is this is still early on in the Mahomes era. 28 years old. 28 years old. What if he plays till he's 40? Think about the ways he's lost. Other than that one Tampa gate, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa disaster. Hey, Adam, you got to stop talking for a second. You, you're skipping. You're like, you have your your thing on like. You're muted. I'm not muted. That's on you, I believe. You're not? Uh, yeah, that's on you, Bess, I'm pretty sure. I want to hit some super chats before we start talking to about Spagnolo. Angry, drunken German. Dude, appreciate you gifting all those subs. Fifteen. 15 subs. Thank you, Angry Drunken German. Keep getting this thing bigger. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, Adam Bess was uh, trying to do a remix there. 19 EHF says Mahomes is the Thanos. He is inevitable. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Daniel says they changed the overtime rules because the Chiefs, and it didn't matter. Yeah, thank you, Buffalo. Even though it didn't matter in this game, thank you, the Buffalo Bills, for getting this change just to prove the point that with Kansas City, <laughs> Still didn't matter uh, because yeah, what the hell were they doing? Fred Warner taking the the ball there. Why? Why the hell would Fred Warner and the Niners decide? You know what? Give us the ball first. 
I get it, man. I get the Chiefs defense was was tired. They were drained. But come on now. <laughs> what a dumb decision. Uh, Zach, hey, thanks, best. Appreciate you, man. Uh, can we talk about how John Elway had to hand the trophy over, made it for my entire childhood? Yeah, dude, that was absolutely glorious. Uh, then HW Red, appreciate you, says, go Chiefs, repeat champions. Man. Unreal. Unreal. I want to talk more about SPACs. We need to talk more about SPACs. Spagnolo is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer as a coordinator. I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear how, well, he's not a wasn't a good head coach. Does not matter. Steve Spagnolo has proven. Time and time again, in the biggest moments, on the biggest stage, what does he do? He has his best game plan. It is unreal how often he gets his team up against the greatest competition. Normally, you would expect a little bit of decline, but not with Steve Spagnuolo. Not with the, the crazy professor. I mean, let's be real now. We had that, was it third and four, third and five and we were all wondering what was the call. What, what, what was going to happen? He sends this ridiculous blitz where was there an e- two defensive linemen on the field? The rest were linebackers and, and members of the secondary. And uh, all it was were Trent McDuffie on a blitz. It was, it was McDuffie coming and knocking the ball down, just confusing the hell out of Brock Purdy. And I see from Steve, it says, is there any reason resume-wise that Spags isn't the greatest coordinator of all time? I mean, yes. I I think you can truthfully make that argument because Bill Belichick, we obviously know when he was a coordinator, his uh, game plan, right? His Super Bowl game plans in the Hall of Fame. But he had more success, clearly, as a head coach. As far as just coordinator goes, Steve Spagnuolo might be the best coordinator of all time. Now, I get it. This is all the top of my dome right now. And I get maybe I'm just elated right now and I'm living in the moment. But let's be real. What hasn't Steve Spagnuolo done? What hasn't? He has proven everything there is as a coordinator. I mean, the 49ers offense is predicated around all of these weapons. And if we watch this game, we can take one thing away. Brock Purdy is legit. Brock Purdy is a very good quarterback. He's not elite. He's not Josh or Joe, clearly not Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. We get that. But Brock Purdy is a good quarterback with great weapons. And they were still finding ways to bring him down. Still finding ways to end the drives in three uh, three and outs, to, to find ways to stall them out and make them punt, to find ways to have them settle for three. When the moment was on the line, who did you trust? Did you trust Steve Spagnolo? Or on the other side here, the 49ers did not trust Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes had a game plan where he was going to send cover zero game in the line in the overtime and overtime. And what happened? Shanahan called a timeout. Shanahan did not trust his defensive coordinator, and it ended, well, that drive in a touchdown. Game over. Look on the other side. Andy Reid trust Spagnolo. He got it done in the big moments. Game, set, match. A uh, couple of more Super Chats I want to get to right here. Um, Nathan Hosington Shaw. I love you, Sterling, Matt, Adam. Y'all awesome people. How? Also, totally need a fullback, right? 
you know, watching Kyle Juszczyk do it in this game, you're like, yeah, I, I kind of missed the Shermanator. Kind of missed the sausage in here. Uh, wow. Uh, I don't have a name for this. Someone donated 50 bucks. I apologize. I don't have a name for you. I, I appreciate you so much. As McCall Harmon walk-off TD is so cool. It's the epitome of how Kansas City just kept moving. They belong no matter what this season. They've found more ways to win throughout the season. And last but not least, in Spags, we trust. How about those Chiefs? Best welcome back. Yeah, we've got a thunderstorm here. I'm not sure what's happening, but we appreciate the Willie Gay level donation, the Justin Houston level donation. Always Always appreciated, guys. Uh, I love the the script. If someone says script, oh, but if the Niners won, then it's legit. If it's a script, the refs sure didn't help them, huh? <laughs> I mean, come on well, now. Uh, the catch. Well, think about it like right. this. Think about it like this. The two New York teams didn't make the playoffs, and Jerry Jones hasn't won a Super Bowl in what thirty years. And you think Roger Goodell is going to pull all these strings? for a smaller market team in the Midwest to keep winning championships. I mean, these people just have cat food for brains. Absolute nonsense. They just, the copium is just flowing through their veins. They cannot deal with the Kansas City Chiefs winning and winning and winning and, you know, just stacking Lombardis like few teams have ever done before. Uh, appreciate Christopher subscribing to the channel. Uh, appreciate that man down there in Oklahoma. A um, couple more super chats I want to get to. New Punk Rants. Mahomes is the GOAT. I witnessed Mahomes become the GOAT in the words of Nick Wright. Never a bleeping doubt. Blasting Taylor Swift right now. Um, Wiley Possum, thank you. You're the one that donated the, the, the large sum earlier. Wiley, we always appreciate you. You're, you're such a good person. Always appreciate you, Wiley. Um, yeah, man. I, let's talk about Mahomes being the GOAT. Now, I, we, I talked to Shannon Sharp down on Radio Row last, um, what, a few days ago now, and he called him he the said baby those, GOAT. those antlers are growing, right? They're growing, they grew a little bit more tonight, didn't they? He goes, you got to shed those baby antlers and get a bigger rack. Well, that rack is growing. I mean, Mahomes is now in – it's just him and Brady. He goes, at this point – He's already top five. If Mahomes were to retire right now, legacy-wise, legacy-wise, Mahomes is top five. Now, right now, top three, top two. I mean, it, yeah. it, it is yeah. Brady, but it, it, I, I, Mahomes is already passed, in my opinion. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Um, Montana. I think Montana may, may be the only guy. Like, Montana's mm-hmm. the only guy, I think, you might say, too. Like, I think he's passed. Marino now, I love Marino, but I think he's passed Marino now with, with the rings. Um, you go down a list, he's top three already before he's even 30 years old. It's insane. Man, I, I love Joe Montana. I watched him. I'm old enough to have watched him for the 49ers and Chiefs. Great player. But Patrick Mahomes at 28 already has as many Super Bowl MVPs as him. And if you compare their stats, and, and really just the eye test as well. And this goes for Brady too, not just Montana. We've already seen the peak of Mahomes. There's never been a more talented player. It is just insanely evident at this point that number 15 is the best who's ever done it. I actually was, was very nervous uh, until the 49ers kicked that field goal. Because at that point, I just thought, 
let's talk about that. What do you think about the 49ers deferring there? I mean, not, not deferring, not deferring, choosing to take the ball. In overtime? Yeah. That was absurd. Yeah. It was asinine. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I, I assumed it was a joke. I thought they were going to say, are you sure? Are you, are you positive? Like, that was one of the most – unless you truthfully thought the Chiefs defense was so gassed and the Niners defense was so gassed that that was, that was the only possible explanation. You wouldn't do it because then you you wouldn't know what to do. Because, for example, if the Chiefs went down and kick a field goal, you would have to understand on fourth down because if the Chiefs get the ball first and they had that fourth and one on their side of the field, are they going for it? Maybe. But they also might just punt in that situation. Yeah, they, they screwed it by, by doing that right there. Thank you. But, again, that's also what goes down. The Chiefs have always been an organization that's on the same page. They're all, almost always doing the smart thing. They're talented but also don't always – I'm not saying drops or penalties, but I'm saying from an organizational standpoint, they don't really shoot themselves in the foot. Like the players know what to do a lot of times when it comes to, should we take the ball? Should we defer? They, they understand this. And it felt like to me, the Niners, they didn't. They thought it was old overtime rules, even though the, the referee is standing right there explaining it in front of him. Yeah, that was um, befuddling to say the least. I think they thought the Chiefs defense was tired and they could just punish them. And they did a little bit, but Chris Jones came up big on third down. Now he was kind of unblocked, but he still, he still made it happen. I think why that was a foolish decision is that you gave Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey and all those guys time to regroup, kind of come up with a game plan. But also, if you only get three, the greatest player in the world knows if he gets seven, he cuts your throat. And, and that's what he did. That's what he did. But the backup option in, in that scenario is Harrison Butker. So at that point, I was feeling supremely confident that the Chiefs were at least going to push it. I guess it would have gone into another overtime if they had to kick a field goal. Yeah. But I, I really thought once that Travis Kelsey screen happened and he was just dragging people, it was over. I mean, you just knew. They, they were done. They were cooked. I... Uh... Oh, we haven't mentioned Rasheed Rice yet. And I thought he had some big plays down the stretch. I think we've got to give number four, number four a shout out, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rasheed Rice, without him this season, the Chiefs wide receiver room was cooked. Uh, he's a rookie going into his second season, and he looks like a legitimate wide receiver one. Like, I, I get it. He's not um, A.J. Brown or Jamar but or, or Justin Jefferson, but is he a Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell? It, 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 like not not style DJ, like, DJ Moore level kind of guy right I, I I think he could be a top 20-ish maybe player if he expands his game and keeps growing I mean he, he's accomplished more as an Andy Reid rookie receiver than any wide receiver Andy Reid has ever coached in their first year yeah so that has to count for something I love all the people that say the game was rigged and they can't spell it's always people who have uh, again, I'm, I'm not saying that means everything, but why is it always like I've never seen someone spell it correctly? Um, it's hilarious to me, man. Like, if you think the game was rigged, then why didn't you bet on the Chiefs to win? Like, if the game's hey. rigged, why do you watch? Like, the game's not rigged when your team wins, but only when your team loses. Get out of here. That's the softest shit I've ever heard. I mean, Charmin Ultra Soft. It honestly is hilarious. Congratulations. Makes me laugh. Um, all right, Super America- Chat. Have some respect 
we stopped Juwan Jennings from becoming the most random Super Bowl MVP of all time. I think that might have happened if they won. Maybe. It would have been uh, the 49ers, they did play, they did play well. I thought Shanahan made some mistakes as the game went on. They were great in the first half. Steve Wilkes and that defense really impressed me. Mahomes is not easy to sack. And I know the offensive line had some issues, but part of it was on Pat too. They were getting home to Patrick. I've never seen a team outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Super Super Bowl 55 really do that. As much as I give Steve Wilkes credit, with a game on the line, Kyle Shanahan called a timeout and told him to switch out of the cover zero. He should have YOLO'd. Let him YOLO, right? He did great all game and game on the line. I'm just saying, if you're that great of a coordinator and your head coach does not trust you, there's some disconnect there. You didn't see Andy Reid one time say, hey, Spags, no, 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 we don't want that. Game on the line, what happened? He let Spags drop his insane blitz package, and it ended up with McDuffie knocking the ball down. Mm -hmm. One head coach trusted his coordinator. The other one did not. Uh, Again, super chat here from On The Money. Mahomes will have a bronze bust in front of Arrowhead when it's all said and done. This is the golden era of Chiefs football. Did we really just win our third Super Bowl in six years? Team fought all season. In five um, years. In five years. And five. <sighs> sit back. Seriously, sit back. Let it wash over you. I mean, this is what this is what we live for, Chiefs fans. Doesn't get any better. Ten years ago. Ten years ago, if you would have said the Chiefs would have won one. No chance. Two, you're dreaming. Three, you were legitimately on all of the drugs in the entire world. You're in a strange habit. Man, 10 years ago, I just wanted my dad to see another championship during the rest of his life. I mean, he's, he's doing great. He's going to be around, but I just wondered, man, is, is he ever going to see one? Shit, am I going to ever see one? And now we're here, man. We're just, we're just piling them up, Chicago Bulls style. Uh, what more can you say? Just one of the most incredible runs in league history. And you get the feeling that these last two years, I don't think we're even the most optimal team builds. There's kind of a, a transitioning of Mahomes phase one to Mahomes phase two that I think we're coming out of. And we'll see what they do in the off season, but there's no reason to think with where their cap health is with how young a lot of the defense is that this can't continue. This is stealing. This is a championship they weren't supposed to win. I think during this recent stretch, you can probably look back and say there was one, maybe two. They maybe should have won the one against the Buccaneers, that one they lost, right? But this one, they were not the best team all season long. They weren't even the top three team, maybe the third team in the AFC all year long. I mean, it's nuts to me. This is what you do when you are a dynasty. You win Super Bowls while not being the best team. It is 
unreal the level of consistency this team reaches the level of excellence this team reaches when the playoffs roll around now i've talked to a lot of guys i i, I joked around with some dudes on radio Row. i'm like were the chiefs kind of hoodwinking us were they sandbagging a little bit They're like no man when you play in the nfl you go to every single game but there is a little thing where you can get a little extra juice in big time moments all of a sudden travis kelsey He's looking 27. He's not looking 37 anymore. Like, there are just certain nuances, certain levels that players who have been there before can get to, and this Chiefs team can seriously get there. Uh, Travis Kelsey postgame said, quote, I'll see you next year. So that means he'll be back. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes said, quote, just know the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs, end quote. And that happened after he was asked, what was it like being underdogs in the last three playoff games. I think Jim Nance even said, was that a mistake? You know, I think they might've learned, he says something like, I think they might've learned their lesson. And someone in our, in our chat said that the uh, 49ers are the betting favorites for next year already. So perhaps they didn't learn their lesson. I want to comment on something you said about the kind of uh, flipping the switch once they got to the playoffs. Travis Kelsey said that they had a target on their backs all season. I believe that. I believe that when every team plays the Kansas City Chiefs, they are more fired up than any other game of their season. And it's hard to match that intensity. It's hard to match that intensity when you've played a full season more over the last six years than a lot of teams, where you've played six or seven more games than any team. It's, not, it's really, really difficult to do what they did. But for this team... That lost on Christmas to the Aiden O'Connell-led Raiders, who didn't complete a, a pass, I believe, for the last three quarters to get it together overnight and win a Super Bowl. That is the kind of thing that the Patriots used to do. And, yeah, this is how you get five, six, seven when you're stealing ones you shouldn't get. I mean, last year... They kind of stole that one too, yeah. right? We should know better. Well, one, it's Mahomes and Andy and, and Travis, but we should know better because we did see it with Brady and the Patriots for so long. How often do we say, oh, they're done, man. They're done. Even when the Chiefs would beat them at times. Oh, yeah, look, their dynasty's over. Oh, look, it's a disaster going on in New England. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? It was still them. The baton's been passed. It's officially been passed. We have gone dynasty to dynasty with nothing in between. There's been no buffer period. The Chiefs and Chiefs fans, we should understand now. The regular season, while still exciting and still meaningful, we can't judge them until they get to the postseason. If they look bad during the regular season and they sneak in, they will still be a threat to win it all. A couple more super chat because I, I, I want to get this one because Wiley Possum, yet again, dude, Wiley. Wiley, Wiley, Wiley. You're the man. Uh, D keeps, oh, my God. D keeps you in championships. Chiefs only led in this game for a short time, but D kept KC alive throughout. They got game to overtime along with Butker's leg, but in overtime when things got grim, the Grim Reaper walked it off with a tutty. Mahomes. Yeah, what you were saying about the Patriots in 2018, they were not a better team than the Chiefs. 
they were not a better team than the Saints. They just knew how to win. And the Chiefs have gotten to the point where they just know how to win better than the other teams. They knew how to win. I mean, I still think on paper, the Ravens have more talent, but they don't have the superstars. They don't have the know-how. They don't have the clutch. And that's what the Chiefs have. And, and the more experiences they have like this, the more clutch they're going to get. You think Harrison Butker gets nervous when he kicks? You think Mahomes gets nervous anymore? Or Jones or, or, or Spags or Kelsey or Reed? They've been there so many times. It, it's becoming like a habit. And these other teams, this is completely foreign territory to them. I, I give the 49ers a lot of credit. I thought Brock Purdy, given where he was two years ago, had an amazing night. But you know, you're playing against the boogeyman. Just going back to Wiley, I mean, that defense at times I thought was going to have to break. Now, they give up a couple plays that maybe they shouldn't have given up, but overall, you cannot be disappointed with their performance. They were on the field a lot in that game, a lot of plays, a lot of time, um, and a lot of quick possessions back out there. Like, that fake, which, by the way, Jennings give a lot of credit for it. touchdown receiving a touchdown throwing last guy to do it since Nick Foles in the Super Bowl right for the Eagles over the Patriots but mm-hmm. it was a good play call it was close I thought Bolton had a chance but he's got a freaking cast on yet again the cast comes back to haunt him multiple times in this one after it haunted him in the Ravens game can't hold on to a ball um but I'm just sitting here going they they did. Like, without this Chiefs defense, if this was any other defense, even last year's, that was pretty good. Not great, but good. Mm-hmm. Chiefs would have lost by double digits. This Chiefs defense this year was elite. They won on the backs of them and Butker. And then, Wiley, you're right again. When the game was on the line, defense again held them to three because of Chris Jones and McDuffie. And Mahomes got it done. You can't doubt the man. Yeah, and I think the improvement – from guys in their second year. George Karloftis was all over the place tonight. Trip McDuffie, obviously, that deflection in the end zone with Debo Samuel. I don't know how you can physically get closer to somebody and not have pass interference, but it was not pass interference. And then again, Leo Chanel, I thought he was awesome. That class is really going to end up being something. And I know Isaiah Pacheco had some bad moments. I did not think – the fumble was definitely his fault. I did not think the pitch was his fault. Not entirely. I thought that was a bad pitch from Mahomes. What do you think? Yeah, I think he should have caught it. I mean, I, 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 it's on it's on both of them, right? It's on sure, both of them. sure. It's 50-50, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I, I think you should probably bring the ball when it hits you right there. But again, you're not expecting it there. Um, half and half. Got, got a question for you. I have two favorite play calls offensively from the Chiefs tonight. What do you think they were? Let me get a couple guesses. Is Corn Dog one of them? It is not. Okay. The fourth and one Mahomes rollout where he has the option of throwing to Kelsey um, or taking himself. When they lined up, is that is that one of them? Yeah, I called for it early in the game because when you do that, either Mahomes basically has two ways to beat you, throwing or running. And without Joe Tooney in there, I just didn't think slamming into the line. We didn't have the dudes tonight. That was one of them. Yeah, I liked it when I saw what happened. I, I would have loved a 
um, run up QB sneak. I firmly believed that was the time in the Super Bowl. It was so it was like inches away. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. Mahomes was going to call his number because we. I actually asked him that in in training camp, or it was either me or someone else. We were at training camp and OTAs, and we said, "Hey, are you going to run a QB sneak this year?" He goes, "Coaches won't let me." Along the lines, the coaches won't let me, but I might have to call my number if it comes to that in a in a big game or a Super Bowl. So I firmly thought going all the way back. I go, Mahomes is going to call his number in this moment. Well, he did call his number, but he called it in a different way. It was a great play call. He had Kelsey right there, could have handed it off. Bosa completely just went down. Um, That was the one play call I think you're going to say. I think the other one you could have made a case for was MVS on his touchdown. Uh, that was a great play call, a slight pick by Travis. It, it, was, it was. It wasn't my favorite call of the night. Okay. Um, I'll just go ahead and – you want you to keep guessing? More. There's one more. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm drawing a blank because there's one more play call where I was just enamored by going, holy, oh, my gosh, that's just – and I'm drawing a blank on what, what play call it was, but, yes, it was in the second half, correct? It was a design run with Mahomes. Yes, yeah. That that just – they did not see that coming because the Chiefs never call it, but he's capable of doing it in a pinch, and I think that is something that they had – Sometimes we talk about Spags and Andy holding aces up their sleeve for the playoffs. I don't think they do that a lot, but I do think they have a few of them. And that was one because they just never, they never call design runs. For him. Not like that. That was a Lamar Jackson play that worked because the 49ers didn't think there was any chance it would happen. I just beautiful. I'm shocked that McCaffrey was able to walk away out of that game. McCaffrey took hit after hit. And I want to give the 49ers a lot of credit here. The 49ers played a damn good game. The 49ers played a really, really good game. They had a mistake too, right? McCaffrey had a fumble. Happens. Um, They had a really bad punt muff that ended up with the Chiefs scoring their first touchdown. But the 49ers played a really good game. And McCaffrey was a big part of that. McCaffrey, I thought, was outstanding. And again, where did he hurt Kansas City? Not on the ground as much. Who, who, Who said that? Through the air. McCaffrey, eight receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Okay? But it wasn't enough. It was not enough. Because when you look at the wide receivers now for the 49ers, the job McDuffie and Sneed has had better games. But Sneed still mm-hmm. played solid overall in this game. You look at what they did. 49 yards for Ayuk on three catches. Debo, three for 33. He went out of the game for like one play total. So I'm not counting that as a, oh, yeah, he was injured. No, man. He came back. He played. So the cornerbacks did their job. They locked down one of the best duos and maybe the most explosive yakability duos in the entire NFL. Yeah, that injury didn't really hurt uh, the 49ers, but there were a couple others that I thought did. John Feliciano, their right guard, had to go out, and Spencer Buford, he came in. And that's who I believe Chris Jones kind of got that big pressure on mm-hmm. uh, in, in overtime. And then also George Kittle goes out briefly, right? Runs back there to the locker room. And while he's out, before he can get back in, the, the backup tight end uh, gets a holding call. And that really hurt them on that, on that drive in overtime. So, you know, they say it's a game of inches. And I, I think that Mahomes' conversion was like literally an inch. I actually, I was a little surprised uh, on a few spots that the Chiefs had that, A, earlier in the game, the Chiefs didn't challenge. 
they, they don't like to do that. Uh, can be frustrating. No, and no, and be, be the, and, and, and over time, I, I thought that was, I just didn't think that was a very good, good spot on, on, on a few things there, but uh, it seemed like we were always kind of getting the short spot there, but. Early on, I, I understand it's early in the game, but if you're going to call a timeout, throw the challenge flag. Like, that's why I don't understand in those situations. Again, we're nitpicking here. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl, so I don't care that much right now in this moment. Right now, <laughs> sorry, don't care. But looking back on that, I was so frustrated in that moment. I don't understand the thought process of um, if you're going to call a timeout and not a challenge flag, that's befuddling to me, but it – it is what it is. Chiefs came away with a victory. That'd be a conversation for another day if the Chiefs didn't pick that one up uh, and didn't win this game, I should say. But the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. Um, Got a good I, comment here from Joshua Clayton. One injury that we didn't mention. feel terrible for the guy, yeah. but was Dre Greenlaw, who just stepping onto the field, ran on awkwardly and popped his Achilles. I mean... I've never seen that happen in an NFL game before. Have you? No, but didn't Deshaun Watson have that happen to him in practice on a drop back, right? Like it's one of those injuries that are just a freak injury. I felt so bad because he has actually played really good early on too. He was laying the wood. Um, He's a great coverage backer too. I think Travis Kelsey really got going after he got out of it, after he went out of the game. Yeah. He was having his way with those backup linebackers. I felt really bad for Dre Greenlaw, but again, it goes back to having depth. I mean, again, the Chiefs have lost guys all season long, and they found found ways. I mean, it was Deion Bush, fourth string safety, who got an interception against Lamar. I mean, and that's why I always talk about injuries are a part of the game. Unless it happens to your quarterback. Like, I, I get that aspect. If it happens to your quarterback, I'll entertain some excuse, but it's still, it's like, that sucks, but it happened. Any other position, for the most part, it's like, well, that's why you have depth. That's why you have multiple guys at that position. That, that's why you have six, five or six wide receivers. You have four or five linebackers. You have 10 dudes in your secondary overall. Like, like that's the reason. It's team building. It's, again, why I don't think Beach sometimes gets enough credit. We were so focused on wide receiver one, and I kept saying, that's great, but we would not have this defense. You wouldn't have four linebackers. You wouldn't have six to eight secondary members. That you're like, I trust these guys. Like, it's a team building exercise and the chiefs had all of these horses. They had all these guys that could plug and play and find a use for. So if Nick Bolton missed time, okay, you got drew. You, you have Willie Gay missed time. Okay. We'll find a way, you know, chiefs didn't have, um, you know, Derek Nadia. I know it's not a big name. Charles and That's fine. We'll find a way. You didn't have Brian cook. You'll find a way. Didn't have all pro Joe Tooney. You'll find a way. It's all about adapting. Yeah, the NFL is a war of attrition, right? You you have to not only get to the Super Bowl, you have to you have to survive along the way. And I think the the beauty of the Tyreek Hill trade is that the cupboard was kind of getting bare there when you have to pay Mahomes and Kelsey and Jones and Tyreek Hill. You're kind of becoming sort of an, a Los Angeles Rams stars and scrubs roster and then if you have a joe tooney get hurt you can't really survive that because there's just not enough depth to kind of backfill and and step you know step up who do you think had the better coaching performance here because coming into this game i was kind of curious if the the brain drain that the 49ers coaching staff has had because they've had a lot of guys leave 
D'Amico Ryans, Bobby Slowick, Mike McDaniel, Robert Sala. And I know Eric Bieniemy and, and Mike Kafka left, but I think the Chiefs have had and, – and shit, maybe Bieniemy was around again tonight because he was the last game. But uh, I think the Chiefs had more continuity. And when the game came down to crunch time, that showed up for me. Well, again, yeah, it goes back to the whole Steve Wilkes first time he wanted a certain play call and, and it was called off and they had to call a timeout. I, I think that right there is a perfect example. I think Dave Tobe, um, as well as Spagnolo had their best game, maybe. I mean, like, again, in the biggest moments, those guys, they step up. Even Andy Reid, who was having a bad game, and, and I think a lot of folks' estimations when the game was on the line, he had the right call. He stepped up. Like, at first half, I thought he was maybe that first series was a little rough, but after that, I thought they were they were pretty lights out. Play call. Yeah. Uh, I did see something in the chat about the blocked extra point being a big play. Yeah, that was a massive play, but I don't want to give the defense as much as I'd love to. Jake Moody just and you you heard Jay Feely talk about it. Um, that was just a bad kick. That was so low. Uh, it wasn't like a, the guy's got a huge rush forward. That was just a low kick. And quite frankly, if you saw it, it looked like that was about to be a snap hook left too. Um, good for me. He, 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 he kicks a 54-yarder, right? But yeah, 55 and 53. I mean, it, Jake Moody, give give a hat tip too, because I, I did feel bad for the kid. Like if you lose that game, you've had a bad postseason, you might lose your job. That, that game on the biggest stage, you have that happen. In the playoffs, you struggled. You could be canned. Well, he came back and bounced back and hit that. So good for him. I'm glad that he made it and the Chiefs won. That was kind of a uh, perfect scenario because that extra point was brutal on him. But again, they spent a third rounder on him, right? And I don't think they could really afford to spend a third rounder on a kicker after they lost those first round picks on Trey Lance. So I think the Chiefs just did some better things to get here. They, they've their team building strategy has been better. And of course, when you have the quarterback, uh, that makes everything else possible, but you know, they have him and we'll see. What do you think about Brock Purdy? Does tonight make you more of a believer, less of a believer? I I think it makes me a little bit more of a believer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Brock Purdy was so smart the majority of the game. He took care of the football when the blitz was coming. He knew where his hot routes were. Um, he knew how to get through his progressions extremely quick. He knew to take care of the football. Um, yeah, man. I, I, again, Brock Purdy is not the Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson guy. But I think you can have a serious conversation that he's in the next tier down. Like Trevor Lawrence. Sure. Jalen Hurts. Sure. Like, I think you can have this conversation now. I, I Tua, think two would talk about like that, I, That's his ballpark, probably. I, I don't know if I like him. I like CJ Stroud better than him. Oh, of you course. Know, like, you know, you know. If you go around the NFL, he, he, he's clear top 10. I mean, again, I don't want to get too out ahead of myself because we said this with Jalen Hurts. We kept saying, oh, yeah. he's probably five. And then one year later, he goes, oh, okay, maybe he's more top 15. 12 ish, too, but. Those are, that is an awesome, awesome arsenal of weapons. And I think the Chiefs just did a great job on, on Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. CMC had a game, but the rest of those guys didn't put up huge stats. Uh, and, you know, if Jawan Jennings is going to beat you, you'll take that, right? 
Yeah, you're not going to let you're not going to let Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel go nuts, and the Chiefs cornerbacks once again strength of the defense. Who went more? Chris yard? Albright, right here. Come for the king, you best not miss. Who who had more yards in this game? McCole Hardman and Justin Watson, or Debo and Ayuk? I'm guessing, given the way you phrased that, that it is Justin Watson. And Nicole Hardman. Justin Watson had had uh, a drop, but I thought it was kind of a bad pass. And that, that was because Eric Armstead had his mitts up and uh, Mahomes had to take a, a freaky arm angle and just couldn't get the ball there. But, yeah, he, he had uh, quietly had a good game. MBS did what he had to do. I, I don't know what it is about the number 11 jerseys for the Chiefs wide receivers and why they have to go – they have to run backwards when they get the ball. When MBS ran, took what would have been like a second and four and made it a second and 14, I almost had a stroke. I don't know about you, but I was like, that was maybe the time where I got the most upset at my television. It, you saw Chris Jones run near the field like, what are you doing? Why are you running backwards? Um, <sighs> but yes, oh. by, by the way, yes. He atoned Actually, though. He atoned. Actually, both Watson and McCall Hardman had more yards than the highest, which was Brandon Ayuk outside of CMC. Um, Ayuk and Debo combined for 82 yards, six receptions, and 17 targets. Not good. Uh, the Chiefs, McCall Hardman, and Justin Watson combined for six receptions on um, eight targets. For 111 yards. I mean, can you guess uh, <laughs> George Kittle's stat line? I know he missed a lot of time in that game. He he went out with a shoulder injury, but uh, that was an, that was an overtime. That was an overtime when he missed. He had already played a full regulation at that point. Okay, he had, I thought he went out a little earlier than that. Uh, I no, he, he had two receptions. For four yards, I know he had a big conversion there, but uh, they did an unbelievable job on him. Just an uh, unbelievable job. Uh, before I get to a couple more Super Chats, there's one name on the Niners I want to give a massive, massive shout-out to. Can you guess who that is? Fred Warner. Former Chief Legend Chris Corn- oh. uh, Chris Conley. Chris Conley oh, yeah, was yeah. out. Dude, his special team that, play. That clothesline? Electric. Dude, that, that was phenomenal. I, I want to give a massive shout out to Chris Conley. He played his ass off in that game. Special teamer. Um, I mean, he laid the wood three times at least in that game. I also had a big reception for 18 yards. Um, Chris Conley. You bring Conley. up special teams, and we haven't even talked about the inadvertent ricochet off the back of the guy's foot that allowed the Chiefs to get that MVS touchdown. That, that really swung the majority of the game. I would like to see, you know, those win probability charts that they have? I would like to see what happened to the win pro- uh, probability percentage when they muffed that punt and the Chiefs got the ball back. They had it, wasn't, it, it wasn't the returner's fault. It wasn't his fault. It had already hit somebody – and he was just trying to corral it. And I don't know who got on it for the Chiefs. If someone in the chat knows, let us know because that was a huge turning point in the game, a huge recovery. So 
A couple comments to get to a couple super chats right here. Dan McElfresh, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, Tone B, Drew Tranquil signs with the rival, wins a ring. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect, man. Charger for a while. But guess what? Now you are a chief for life because you can look up. You can have that. Boom. Uh, You can put the real ring next to uh, all his preseason championship rings. It's going to be a nice collection for Drew Tranquil. Uh, Chance says Chief from the Super Bowl in the Raiders Stadium and John Elway had to give them the trophy doesn't get better than this boys and yeah and they did it with uh, Drew Tranquil Charger filling in it was a real AFC West effort in this one How about something the- just popped into my into my mind the play that Travis Kelsey made at the end of regulation on that crosser he had Fred Warner on him he lined up against the best linebacker in the league, no question about it, and said, I'm beating this guy in this play. I'm willing my team either to victory or to overtime. One of the hugest plays he's ever made. He looks young, man. (laughs) In the playoffs, he looks young. Now, I saw Jason Kelsey, and he looked happy the majority of the time, but I, I saw him when the confetti was coming down. And it looked a little bit like it was, man, I wish I I was winning the Super Bowl right now. Maybe a little bit of a, hey, you know, if the Chiefs can't afford uh, <laughs> can't afford Trey Smith or can't afford Joe Tooney. Hey, what do, what do you think? You know what, with Creed Humphrey's low snaps, maybe Creed out. Kick him the left guard. Yeah. I mean, kick him the right guard, left guard. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I've, I've heard worse ideas. I've, I've, I've had I mean, worse ideas. Jason Kelsey obviously likes wearing red and yellow. I mean, he, his wife, did you see that she would only wear a Cincinnati uh, shirt or whatever it was? Because she didn't want to wear Chiefs you know, <laughs> apparel. But, I mean, he shows up in the big Yeti shirt with the Chiefs overalls. He does not care. And what is anybody in Philadelphia going to say to Jason Kelsey for wholeheartedly supporting his brother and his former coach? Nothing, man. Nothing. I, I mean, this entire game was, again, a team performance. I am so happy. I am so thrilled. Beer is flowing. All the negatives I had written down that I wanted to talk about, we save those for another day. There's no reason to bring up negativity when, again, your Kansas City Chiefs are, yet again, the world champions. Um Leo Chanel. Game balls? Do you want to do game balls? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do game balls then. Let's do game balls. My first one is going to be George Karloftis. I said it pregame. I said it the entire week leading up. I said if George Karloftis does not have a big game, Chiefs are going to lose. He had to, with the reason being no Charles Aminahu. Charles Aminahu had been the second best, uh, at least winning quick edge rusher on the team, right? He had been making play after play after play. I love Karloffis, but a lot of times he wins with his motor. It can be a coverage sack. And Chris Jones, as we knew, was going to get double teamed. We knew it was going to be. So someone had to win one-on-one. I tabbed George Karloffis. He, he had just – he was everywhere in the run game, putting his hands up. He was there for the fumble recovery. I mean, his motor – it did not quit. That, that was not a, uh, all of a sudden your Tesla's at a, a, a oh, oh, sorry, I got to go plug back in. I don't have time. No, no. This thing was a, um, 
I don't know a car that has a lot of gas mileage. I'm sorry, a Jeep Wrangler. It's not a Wrangler because I have to fill up all the time. A car with a lot of gas mileage, a Prius or something, because that dude was always on the field and he was always making a play given 100%. George Karloftis, here's to you. Yeah, and while we're talking about motors, he's not going to get my game ball, but I want to give uh, some credit to Mike Dana, who drew a holding penalty on the best left tackle in football, Trent Williams, with his effort. So just tremendous. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is obvious. He gets all the game balls, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper. Harrison Butker, never any doubt on any four of those kicks. And how many Super Bowls do we have if we don't have Harrison Butker? It just has to be said at this point. One, two, not three. I can tell you that, not three. So. I think the the torch has been passed from Justin Tucker. And as of right now, Harrison Bucker looks like the best kicker in the NFL. Certainly the most clutch. Um, I want to say I love the halftime show, by the way. I don't know if anyone else does. Maybe, maybe it's because it's my age. I'm 29. I love Usher. Uh, I grew up with Usher. Um, I thought the, the, the rollerblades and all the pageantry around it was pretty cool. Alicia Keys coming out. Uh, I love Ludacris too. You know, little, little John. I mean, little, John. Sorry, little John. I'm just sitting here like, man. I, 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 I also love Usher. So maybe you guys didn't like it, but I, I thought this was way better than Vegas or way better than L.A. Way better than anything else. Rihanna. Like I love this one. Um, this Ooh, was a I, I, I liked L. I liked L.A. I was a little worried though when Usher first came out because the Chiefs, the last, the only time they've lost in the Super Bowl with Mahomes was when they had a male performer at halftime. But last year, Rihanna wore the red. And when I saw Alicia Keys out there on that piano, piano rocking the red, I go, okay, you're telling me there's a chance. That was one of the moments. Uh, <laughs> who gets your next, your next game? Are you giving it to Usher? Uh, Spagnolo, dude. Okay. It's, sorry, it's, it's a coach, but it's... The most deserving coach out there is Spagnuolo, man. That dude, that dude, I don't care. You put him in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. I, I like, agree. As a coordinator, he is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I've talked about it a lot this show, so I don't want to initially dive all the way back into it yet again. But anytime there's a big play, for the most part, he came out the winning side. Against Kyle Shanahan, who's known as one of the best offensive minds in football. But it was Spags who perpetually shut him down. I said I was very worried about Brock Purdy's legs. You know, I go, you know, Brock Purdy, he, he's going to hurt you with his legs. He's not the most, he's not Lamar or Josh, but he, he does have more mobility than people give credit for. He ran for 48 yards and some backbreaking first downs last week. No, man. <laughs> he was also locked there. Like, it did not matter. It didn't matter. No Charles and Minahu. Doesn't matter, man. Like, like Spagnolo is, th- when he first got here, we were happy because it wasn't Bob Sutton, right? But then Correct. we saw a lot of rift in Chiefs Kingdom saying it's not good enough. It's not good enough. But he finally got his guys. He finally got his guys to fit his system, and you've, you're you reaping the rewards. Right. Man, it was awesome. When he first got here, it was a quick fix. Let's trade for Frank Clark. Let's bring in the Honey Badger to, to change the culture overnight. It was a MacGyver job. This current defense is Spagnolo's true vision. And 
the way they communicate, the way they switch off, the way they tackle, the way they close, the way they closed uh, on the edges tonight, on Debo, on, on McCaffrey, on, on Purdy especially, was tremendous. They just weren't giving up explosive plays. They just weren't going to do it. Uh, my next game ball, I've got to give it to Travis Kelsey. I just thought he wasn't going to let – he was the other guy that just wasn't letting his team lose. And we've seen that from him before. Nine for, I, I think, 93 yards. Yeah, that's correct. And over his past 13 playoff games, he's averaged something like 97 yards. It was like 98 coming into tonight. Say 97, 96. Hasn't had less than 71 yards in four calendar years. His last 12 games, all 71 yards or better. They know what's coming. Everybody watching TV in the stadium knows what's coming. They can't do anything about it. When he wants to take over, he finds a way to get open. He gets the ball. Man, just it, it's when we were talking about, is he going to retire? He's got this new famous girlfriend. He looks like maybe he's lost the step. Second year in a row, he has Travis Kelsey lost the step conversation. Looks real stupid when he's standing up there on the Super Bowl podium. Uh, a couple of Super Chats I want to get to. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for the fun coverage season, guys. Go Chiefs. Always thank you. You've always been around all season long. Really do appreciate you. Uh, and then John Beerbauer, you as well. Um, thanks to the entire Arrowhead Attic team for your part in making this season fun for us fans. Great job, Coach Beerbauer. Thanks, Coach. Again, you're a really good dude. Appreciate you. I still have the message you sent in the, in the shirt you sent as well. Um, you're a good guy. Always appreciate you. Um, man, I almost want to say my final airhead goes to everyone who's been with us this entire season, who's believed, who's not given up. As Actually, the Airhead Attic podcast that you're listening to has grown to over 50,000 subscribers on YouTube, 100, 100K on Twitter. I mean, it's been a, a fun, wild ride. So shout out to all of you, but um, that might be too cheesy. So I'm going to go with beer. Uh, beer. <laughs> man, my third one's tough. Like, is it I, McDuffie? I mean, is is it? Can, can I? Th- this this is going to be kind of a cop Jones? out too. This is kind of a cop out too. So I'm sorry. I get it. You can rip on me if you want. Brett Veach. Brett Veach. Okay. Hey. Everyone hated on him for not bringing in a wide receiver one, and he's basically like, guys, I have a plan. I have an idea. We're going to do it different. It's not going to look the same. It is not going to look the same. But it doesn't mean we can't win a Super Bowl. No one believed in that. No one believed that because the Chiefs offense looked the way it did, there was ever a possibility of the Chiefs doing this. He found a way. He got it done. It was built on defense. It was built on special teams. It was built on trust in Mahomes and Kelsey. And quite frankly, his draft of Rasheed Rice and just the offensive line. I mean, the amount of depth, again, going back to it on this team, it wasn't just Mahomes and Kelsey and, and CJ95 or even Legere's, who, by the way, Legere's fourth-round draft pick. It, it was the Joshua Williams who came up big on special teams. It was Jalen Watson. It was Mike Edwards. It was Drew, Nick Bolton. It was a plethora. It was Nick Allegretti hanging on for dear life but still finding a way to get it done. Like, mm-hmm. It was Donovan Smith who, again, has had better games, but still found a way to get it done. It was one year Morris during the season. Like, 
It was all of this rolled into one. It was the cheap offseason signing of Richie James who filled in for Kadarius Tony because you couldn't trust the guy. It was bringing back McCole Hardman. Like, just to me, and yes, this offseason will have so many discussions of what needs to be done, what doesn't need to be done. But at this point, how can you not trust him? How can you not? Three Super Bowls. Three, not one, not two. We're going like the Miami Heat when they tried doing their thing, but three. Like, it's absurd, man. I think Brett Beach himself would tell you that the way the wide receiver room worked out was not what he was envisioning. But he took enough bites at the apple that even though Sky Moore and Canarius Tony, who a lot of people thought might have been one and two coming into the season. I mean, the Chiefs were certainly operating that way like those were their top two receivers they didn't play tonight but he drafted Rasheed Rice brought in Richie James Justin Ross was another shot that didn't work out Justin Watson MVS playoff MVS is apparently a thing it's oh, he might be the, the most way. Jekyll and Hyde player I've ever seen I, I asked MVS this in person mm-hmm. I don't think he Necessarily appreciates that. Well, yeah. he likes that he is, does well in the playoffs, but he also understands it's a dig at that he was uh, real bad during the regular season. <laughs> so he wasn't too too fond of of me asking and, and talking about why do you get so good in the playoffs? Playoff MVS. <laughs> I mean, is is uh, Reggie Jackson gonna get mad at people for being called Mister October? He played good in the playoffs, dude. It's the Frank it. Clark. He's the Frank Clark of of the offense. That's what it is. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> I I want to give a first of all. You mentioned Donovan Smith, Chase Young. I did not expect him, given the way he's played recently, to have the game he 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 had tonight. He looked. He was kind of a monster out there. Yeah. But uh, we haven't mentioned the name Shamari Connor. And there was a play where he was like surgically attached to George Kittle on the sideline. So even Shamari Connor, who I think could be a future star in this system with with his versatility and intelligence and spags and Dave Merritt, our defensive backs coach, who hasn't also hasn't gotten a call out tonight. Tremendous. uh, One of the best positional coaches in the league. We can keep, uh, giving out kudos all night long. Uh, I can't give my, my game ball to Patrick Mahomes. We decided that. I'm going to give my other one to Chris Jones because even when Chris Jones isn't getting sacks, he is wrecking an offensive game plan. He tipped the ball. There was one play I think totally would have been a touchdown if he wouldn't have gotten his hands uh, in Brock Purdy's face and taken him to the ground at the last second. He had the huge stop down down uh, in the red zone, right in, in uh, overtime. And actually, in overtime, he had another third down stop that was really weird. Was that a fumble? What the hell happened there with <laughs> like a tuck rule situation with Brock Purdy? And that got called back because uh, somehow Trent McDuffie got beat by Jawan Jennings and kind of had to hold there. And when that happened, uh, but, you know, Chris Jones, even when you're doubling him and he's not getting sacks, he finds a way to make life a living hell for the opposing quarterback. And he did it again tonight. Yeah. In clutch moments, too. Just He has, he has an a, um, uncanny knack for making big plays in the biggest of moments. 
I also just, you brought up that penalty. I thought that was a little bit in that moment, a little bit soft. I, I see mm. what they saw. I thought Jennings kind of almost went into McDuffie. So I'm like sitting here, well, what's he supposed to do? Same time, I thought for the most part, they had a good game overall. Uh, they let the players for the most part make the plays, right? Like mm-hmm. there were a couple holds that I saw on both sides. Like uh, I think there's a couple where Bosa may have gotten held, but there's a couple where I'm like, yo, that's a clear hold. Uh, one was on, I think, Bolton. I'm like, dude, how do you miss that one? A little bit both sides, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, they're calling it both ways and they're letting them play. Unless it's absolutely egregious, they're going to let mm-hmm. them play and make the let the players make the play. Now there's a couple um, – the intentional grounding against Kansas City, like even the announcer was like, uh, yo – um, Noah Gray's right there. I know it didn't get back to the LOS, but Noah Gray's right there. But again, you're going to have a play or two, the horse caller, but I, you know, it's right there. Like I didn't have an issue. Like, I think there were some bad calls, both sides some spots here and there, but that's also comes down for the chiefs and their coaching staff to try and throw the flag there. End of the day, they weren't the storyline. The storyline were the chiefs beating the 49ers. Yeah, it wasn't a whistle fest, and you never want a Super Bowl to be a whistle fest. That's not good for anybody. The penalty that surprised me the most is LeJarius Sneed has been a master of getting inside the heads of wide receivers all season long. And I thought he let Brandon Ayuk bait him into losing his cool. Uh, I've never seen him do that before. He usually is the guy getting the the, the uh, wide receiver frustrated. And in this occasion, he lost his head a little bit. And that, that was the moment where I thought, man, you see Travis Kelsey almost knocking Andy Reid over, like furiously screaming at his coach. And you're thinking, are we having a little bit of a meltdown here with those two things that happened? But we regained our composure. Usher maybe deserves the, the game ball because that long halftime – Chase, I heard Chase Daniels say it this week when he was with the 40, uh, not the 49ers, the, the Saints, that long halftime he had in, in 2009, those coaches had enough time to, I mean, halftime adjustments are overrated, but in the Super Bowl, you have enough time to make significant tweaks. And I think the Chiefs just came out and looked like a different team. Uh, not, not the Mahomes pick. That wasn't a great moment. But outside of that, second half, Completely different team. Yeah. Um, it really was. I mean, I mean, first half and second half were huge. I hate what Kelsey did, but I understand the fact that he did not want to be taken out of the game because it was his assignment. I think it was Noah Gray who missed that right. block, which ended in the Isaiah Pacheco getting drilled and fumbling. Um, but he takes himself out sometimes. I'm confused. Yeah. And, and the thing about that timeout that Kyle Shanahan took – because they were in cover zero or whatever, that was like a third down. No, maybe it was the second down. But Kelsey was not on the field when he called that timeout. That was another reason where I'm like, you, you've got a good personnel situation there. Do you really want to call that timeout? Yeah, man, I'm I'm just I'm floored, man. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> it's absurd. Just pinch yourself. Like I, it hasn't really sunk in yet. I don't think. I don't know if it's because we're so accustomed to this now, which is an insane thing to say, or that it's no. so recent that it just happened, but it, it it really hasn't sunk in yet. And I think tomorrow we're, we're all going to wake up and, and 
realize we really are the back-to-back champs uh, despite a slog of a season. I sit back too, and you talk to like I talked to Will Compton. You know, like I'm joking, like like you know the guy who was hating on the Chiefs nonstop, you know all that stuff. Oh yeah, and I asked him, I go, why are you running the Chiefs? He goes, because it's so easy. He even go, he goes, the Chiefs are going to probably win. They're the best team, but you got to rile them up because again, end of the day, people get tired of seeing the dominance. They get tired of seeing the same team winning. Over and over and over again. And now we in Chiefs Kingdom, we don't. We've seen ourselves transform from hero to villain in just five short years, right? We really have seen ourselves transform from the the, the plucky underdogs who, who, oh, look at the gunslinger Mahomes and Andy Reid got one and they've not won one uh, in 50 years. Oh, shucks, those Midwestern, you know, upstarts. And now it's not. Now it's the Patriots yet again. Same thing happened with New England. New England was, oh my gosh, they haven't won in so long. How how great for them. Look at the story of sixth rounder Tom Brady. How fun it is. And then you hate them. The Chiefs are the hated. Everyone who watches this and is a fan of Kansas City, 31 other fan bases want to watch you lose. They're not rooting for you. They'll root for other teams. They'll root for the Lions. They'll root for the Niners. They'll root for every other team. Besides probably the Cowboys and the Chiefs. They're over it. They're tired of it. Like, it's fun though. Like, I've grown now to understand, because I've hated the Patriots for so long, what it's like to be on top of the mountain. This is what it's like being on the top of the mountain. You're constantly fighting off people who are trying to rip you down. The issue is, the Chiefs are continuously now the king of the castle. They're the ones They got the high ground. They're kicking down. So again, if you come for the king, you best not miss. And people act like they they hate the Chiefs and they get sick of them, and I think they do. But these same people down the road are going to appreciate witnessing greatness. People just do. They're going to tell their kids that they watched Mahomes play, the best to ever do it, the most talented player to ever step on a football field. So I secretly think people like it. Uh, Every story needs a good antagonist. And now we're that antagonist. We are the the force in this plot line that makes everybody else's life hard and miserable. And uh, except, I guess, for the rest of the league, for 31 teams, this is a tragedy because the one team keeps winning more than the 31 combined. And let's be real now. Things look damn good next year. They look damn good yet again. I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to, because if I start thinking about Chris Jones and Snead and how are we going to bring back both these guys, it might kill my high a little bit. But for, for but I agree with you. You know, uh, we have cap room, a lot of young studs on rookie contracts. I mean, if you just go down the list and think about how much time. Karloftis and McDuck, McDuffie and Rasheed Rice, and the list goes on and on and on. How much time these guys have left before they they have to get paid? It's just a phenomenal build, team build. Again, Brett Beach, you're the man. At times we doubt you, but uh, the other thing about Brett Beach is I don't think he's going to be complacent. 
I think he's going to overcorrect this wide receiver room like he did the offensive line. He is not going to rest on his laurels. He, I, you know, that guy, we've got a lot of people on this team that are going to go in the Hall of Fame. Brett Beach is starting to make a case for the Hall of Fame. I want to point two things out. We have never lost a Super Bowl when you and I have mustaches. Um, the Chiefs have never lost a Super Bowl in the two years that I have grown out a playoff stash. So this obviously is good luck for both of us. This year, you're 1-0. I'm 2-0. Um, every playoffs, I think this is now a thing where we grow out our mustache and the Chiefs just win. I'm also 1-0 when I've gone to the Super Bowl to cover the team on Radio Row. So that means, everyone, Arrowhead added, come on now. I got to go every year. I don't make the rules. Sorry about it. Yeah, and uh, the good thing is this, this face canoe that I'm rocking. Uh, the, the, the wife actually likes it better than the beard. So I, I think it might become You're a welcome, playoff man. staple. You're welcome, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe you need to start losing more bets to me, huh? I got good ideas. I, I know. I know. Thank you. Thank you, Sky Moore. I mean, who knew? Who knew? I, mm. I've never rocked one before. And, and you know, once, I think once you have the courage to come forward and just say, screw it, I'm rocking a mustache, it, it's a metamorphosis as a person. You just just give you confidence. I don't know what it is. It's a, I, I think guys out, out there in the chat, maybe, maybe try it. Maybe try it next year. Get in on this playoff mustache kick that that's clearly working for us but since you and i started doing the show together the chiefs have won two super bowls so wacky wednesday undefeated undisputed back to back all right final super chat i know we're we're, we're gonna get out of here shortly everyone else keep the celebra uh, celebration rocking and rolling because you gotta fight for your right to party responsibly of course of course responsibly yeah, um, yeah, don't do it. Don't do a Pat Mahomes senior, please. Call it over. You know what I mean? Like, don't do anything crazy tonight. Don't ruin it. Uh, I will also say I've I've done 108 interviews, not an exaggeration, leading up to this game this past week. So my um my throat is killing me. I'm very tired. My I talking hurts right now. I, I am powering through this. Uh, but again, Wiley, you're, you're George Karloff. This is ring finger right now. That I am George is ring finger right now. Uh, Hardman Eagles game ball went from almost costing the, ver costing the season versus the Ravens with two fumbles to cop bomb early that should have been points and walk off touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that deep ball was just, just incredible, just phenomenal. That throw from Mahomes, the secondary corner didn't even understand. He's like, no way the ball's coming to us. We're too far away. Oh, sh oh shit, shit, Hardman, oh, shit. <laughs> Like that was just perfect, and then of course a touchdown. But um, and the offsides, the wide receiver offsides coming out of the two minute warning. It, it, it's the full McCall Hardman experience, but we wouldn't have it any other way. And also, imagine going from the Jets, going from the Jets to all of a sudden now you're back in KC. Yet another ring to add to the collection by the way want to give just a massive shout out to everyone who's in here uh massive shout out to richard behind the glass being with us 
all year, all season long. So much stuff that Richard has to do behind the scenes that does not get enough credit. So Richard, come on in, baby. Yeah. Sorry, I'm muted. I'm muted. I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to thank the addicts, but also thank you guys. You guys are the heart of the show. Uh, I'm just, I'm just doing silly, silly shit behind the scenes. So, uh, uh, yeah, another, I, another I, mustache, another I mean, the, mustache, the, the mustache trio. It's, it's on the, the, the energy from, from this trio of mustaches. I guess, I guess we have to keep the mustaches for another year, right? Is that what's happening? Well, we, 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 we have to grow them back. I think yeah, for, for the, the next one. I got to shave this thing. This thing, this thing. I'm gonna let it grow. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna let it cover my whole face. It's gonna get real gross. It's gonna get real gross. People, watch out. I mean, someone just said that. That's why he's behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, folks. I'll catch you later. I mean, someone just said I could be an NPC in Red Dead uh, Redemption. Yeah, this is this is my tombstone era, man. Uh, Full wide earth. Oh, it's amazing. All right, final super chat. I see. I I was I was tricked because Tyler donated now. So Tyler. We appreciate you, Tyler. Uh, this one was for Derek Thomas. Yeah, 58 and 58. Um, it, it honestly is nuts. We, we talked to a lot of Hall of Fame defensive linemen, and they all talked about Derek Thomas and what he meant for the NFL. He talked about how if he would have been around, he would have broken – an obscene amount of records. I mean, we talked to Bruce Smith, the all-time sack leader, just the explosiveness, the game changer that Derek Thomas was. Um, we talked to Demarcus Ware, Hall of Famer, talked about what Derek Thomas meant, how explosive, how incredible, how unique he was. Um, 58 and 58, I mean, too good to be true. You can't go anywhere but down from there, so I, I guess we'll close it out, but... Once again, your Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. Enjoy it. And uh, let's go get a three-peat. Was that the end? Was that how we're going to end it? That seemed like we needed needed more oomph for for Ford or something. You kind of like half-assed it. Half-assed? I just said let's go out and get a three-peat. That's that's half-assing it. Three Super Bowls in five years. Four appearances. One quarterback. It's the fucking Chiefs, baby. It's always been the Chiefs. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Fight for your right to party. We'll be back. I don't know when we'll be back. Maybe Tuesday. We might have a regular show. Stick around. Hang out. Make sure you're following and subscribing to the YouTube Arrowhead Attic channel. Make sure you are in the Discord if you want to hang out with everyone, all the fellas. Have some fun. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Arrowhead underscore Adam, at HomestretchKC, as well as Arrowhead Addict. Come on, y'all. This party will keep on going all night long, but just not right here. All right, we appreciate all your support. So until next time, just remember, yet again, back-to-back, world, world, world champs. Never should be underdogs. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. 
And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.